This is a simple game. You throw the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball. You got it? What's up, everyone? It's Welcome back to another episode of It's a Simple Game. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, RC. How you doing, buddy? I've been better. Yeah, we both have been a little bit better, I think, this weekend so far. Um, it's It's been rough trying to get my computer to work. Yeah, we, but you know what? We're going, we're going, we're going to fight through it. If this don't work, we have a backup plan. But anyway, you want to, you want to run off some WBC stuff real quick? All right, well, I got the standings like as of that. today, March 12th. All right, let's just go ahead and just do those. We won't worry about scores. Just let's just hit up the standings. All right, right you ready for ready for the standings? Yeah, let's knock them out. All right, well, in pool A, somehow, some way, every team finished two and two. That's amazing. So the two guy, the two teams that are coming out of it, the winners of pool A is Cuba, and the runner up is Italy. All right. Is isn't yes, that what you my picked? Team made it? <laughs> Didn't you pick both of them? I think it was. <laughs> I, think I don't it know did. how you pulled. I don't know how you pulled this off, but in the end, Cuba ended up winning the pool A, and uh, <laughs> Italy made it as a runner-up. Because I I didn't know about the Netherlands team, how good it was, and I, if I knew about that, I probably would have picked Netherlands in the end. <laughs> well, they chose. They start so off two and zero. Yeah, they choked bad. All right, you ready for pool B? All right, what about pool B? Pool B, Japan is 4-0, so they're automatic winners. Nice. They're the only team to advance so far because Australia is 2-1. and one. Right, behind, uh, right behind them, I believe, is Korea at 1-2. and two. Then you have the Czech Republic also at 1-2. And China at 0 and 3. So, yeah, so China's been eliminated. Yep, China's the only team eliminated out of Pool B. So, we could have some more 2 and 2 weirdness here coming up. Yes. Uh, Out of Pool C, Colombia and the U.S. are both 1 and 0 after wins against Great Britain and Mexico. And Canada starts play today. Okay. And then lastly in Pool D, we had Puerto Rico beat Nicaragua. And Venezuela beat the Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah, that was a big upset right there. And then right now, as of as of when we're speaking, Israel is down one nothing to Nicaragua. Well, I don't want to say that it was a big upset for Venezuela, but a lot of people are high on the Dominican Republic, so... I mean, if you if you look at their squad, it's 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 reasonable to assume everybody would pick them. But Venezuela's got a squad yeah. themselves, so yeah, they do. So, yep. just Puerto so Rico. those are the standings. Those are the standings as of right now. Which we said Pool D was going to be a tough one. It was going to be a tough one. So, all right, guys, that's the World Baseball Classic update right now. Um I believe we have some news that you may want to make a few comments on. I know you've done talk to me a little bit about it, but uh, would you like to make a few comments on your boy Goriel? Uh, yeah. He's officially so, no longer than Astros. No, he is not. He is officially a Miami Marlin, and it hurts. It hurts deeply. <laughs> I uh, I remember when we assigned him. It's a 33-year-old rookie, which is insane <laughs> to think. At the time, I mean, I was a little skeptical, but he turned out to be one of the best acquisitions we could pick up. And he's been there through all the success. Uh, he's been an integral part of every every bit of success we've had over these past few years. Um, I was I was sad to see him go, but the fact that we... <laughs> The fact that we still replaced him with Jose Abreu is is just it's it's incomprehensible what the Astros are doing um, after letting these players go like Springer, Correa, 
Garrett Cole, all these players just keep leaving, but we keep replacing them with what seem to be just as good or sometimes even better parts. But it is sad to see him go. Um, I know, I know my, I know my dad, um, is, is a little upset. Uh, my dad's been an Astros fan for God. It's, uh, I don't know, since he was a kid and Gilbert Guriel is one of his all time favorite Astros. And that just shows you just the kind of impact this guy had with this organization. And it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough, a rough patch to get by, but I'm glad he gets, I'm glad he's getting another shot. Um, he's forever an Astro in my book. Uh, I, I wish he could have stayed with us, but I wish him nothing but success. Um, and, uh, I, it's, it's, it's hard, man. It's, it's hard. I mean, we've, we both departed with players before. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing to deal with. No, it, no, it's not. It's not easy to deal with department players. I've had to do it the past two years, so you know how I feel. Yeah, it's it's not easy every time it happens, but Astros haven't uh, haven't been let down yet. So we'll we'll see how it goes this year. Uh, like I said, much love to Yuli. Uh, wish him nothing but success. La Pina forever. And no offense to Yuli. And no offense to Yuli, but my two that I had to get rid of are still players technically in their prime. So you got to think about how that's even more rough. Yuli, you know, he's had a great career so far for the little time he actually got in the majors. And for him to come up and do what he did for y'all at yeah, that, yeah, that, that kind of age and being st- such a late start, I think he was really impressive. Two two World Series titles, a batting title. Uh, It's He's had a good, good little, good little six years. So it, it was, it was fun, man. Um, I, 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 I couldn't be happier with uh, all the success he had. Um, and he's just a, he's just an overall, just great dude. Um, just all, all, all his teammates just talk highly about him. It's, it's like I said, this one, this one hurts a little bit. I, the only I think the only one that hurts more right, was on, George team. Springer. So yeah, that that did. Yeah, now y'all lost Verlander too. Yeah, but it'll be okay. We everybody moves on. It's business. Money talks, and money goes where money or people usually go where the money's talking. So that's just what happens. And but anyway, we move on. I wanted to. Highlight a few little things here that I was seeing. Um, an Atlanta Braves update for my team. Uh, Kobe Allard, who we had uh, once traded to the Rangers back in the day and then re-got him back from the Rangers in a deal. I don't know why we would do something like that, but uh, we got him back when we uh, traded Jake Odorizzi to them. After y'all traded him to us, we went ahead and got, went ahead and realized the yeah, Odorizzi wasn't, wasn't cutting it and we shipped him back to Texas, and we got Colby Allen back, who was starting off having a good spring. Um, but now he has left. He left the game the other day with a right, a grade two right oblique strain, and will begin the season on the IL. So, kind of sucks are- for Colby. He was coming back to the Atlanta Braves organization and was pretty much going to be dealt probably, but was starting off strong. Those are rough, man. Those oblique strains. No, they're not, and it, like I said, it kind of sucks as he was having a good spring and maybe having a chance to maybe fight for that fifth starter role that we don't really know who's going to take over right now. But what I was going to say about Odorizzi, um, I'm glad you realized just how awful he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's kind of just an up-and-down kind of pitcher. So well, when you when, when you try to blow by 92 – Blow ninety two by guys in a league that throws a hundred. It makes no sense. And we would like to report maybe some good news. Speaking of the Texas Rangers, Degrom is back. He's faced some live batters. I heard the other day. So <laughs> hopefully he can stay healthy and <laughs> he can get back. Any kind of good news is any kind of news for Degrom is good news, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I just wanted as long to point as he's that out throwing. There. As long as he's throwing, still. 
That's pretty much it's all that's going on right now, unless we want to talk about a. Oh no, we do need to talk about one thing that happened. Well, what is that? Uh, the Diamondbacks locking up one of your young stars. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Eight year, one hundred eleven million. Corbin yeah. Carroll. Learning the, learning the Braves and Astros way, locking them up. <laughs> Lock them up early. Yeah. Make them make them think, man. I should probably waited for more money, but. <laughs> If he if he's as good as everybody projects him to be, that is an absolute steal of a deal. Yeah, he got to play thirty two games, I think, last year, and he hit two sixty <laughs> with four home runs. So you know, so far, you know, he's, that's and he's, a big sample size. But and he's absolutely a burner on the base pass. Oh yeah, great. I mean, he's going to be patrolling outfield for them for many years and. For eight more years. Well, at least eight more years unless they decide they want to get rid of him. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, right. I think that's about it. That's all the real news we got going. So we might as well hop into our everybody's favorite segment, I guess. Our top five list here. Let's finish these lists off, man. We're almost Let's there. Let's finish them off. Let's knock it out. We got three today guys we're gonna finish them off we just decided to throw in dh today so you get a triple scoop of rankings the only thing about the dh is there will be no honorable mentions so but the other the other the other two positions will have it which is we're going to start off first with the uh, center field all so, right i guess on. i'm going first today it is your turn to go first buddy so go ahead and knock us off all right well centerville is definitely a loaded position um there's a lot of ta- there's a lot of talent on this on uh, on this list. So let's start off with my honorable mentions. My first honorable mention is going to be Cedric Mullins out of Baltimore. Cedric Mullins uh, didn't have the year he had uh, in 2021, but he still posted up a pretty good uh, a, a pretty good stat line. Um, almost posted a four war, uh, hit 258 with 16 bombs, uh, 64 ribbies, uh, OPS, uh, just over 700, uh, still patrols, still patrols center field pretty well out there. Um, defensively is still one of the better defensive center fielders in the game. Uh, had a, like I said, he had a little bit of down year. That's why he didn't make my top five. But it's it's he's he's still he's still an absolute still an absolute stud out there in center field. So uh, Baltimore's trending upward, and uh, if they're going to keep trending that way. Um, Cedric Mullins is definitely going to be a part of that. My next honorable mention out of Pittsburgh is Brian Reynolds. The switch hitting center fielder batted 262, had 27 homers, which is insane. I didn't think he had that much pop. 62 ribbies, had an over 800 OPS. Um, his his war was a little down at 2.9. Um, that's why he stayed out the top five. But uh, he's been asking for a contract extension in Pittsburgh. They haven't got they haven't got that to him. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I assume he'll probably be playing somewhere else here soon. Um, but whoever gets him definitely got a definitely got a pretty good center fielder on their hands. And then my last honorable mention uh, out of New York, uh, Brandon Nimmo. Nimmo batted two seventy four, had sixteen homers, uh, sixty four ribbies, had an eight hundred OPS, and posted in a posted a five point one WAR. Um, just had a great year last year for, for the Mets. Uh, definitely was an integral part of that lineup. Um, it's, just, uh, the fact, the fact that Nemo is starting to, starting to own up to that potential that everybody thought he had. Um, so he's trending upwards. We'll see how he does this year. Uh, if he keeps improving, he'll definitely, he'll definitely be knocking on that top five here soon. So. Let's move on to the top five, Brandon. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready for it, buddy. Number five out of Toronto, I got George Springer. George Springer, even through injury, batted 267, had 25 bombs, 76 ribbies, 
posted at 8.8.14 uh, OPS. Uh, if, if when Springer is healthy, man, he's he's one of the top five. He's he's always been one of the top five center fielders in the game. Um, he could even reach top three if he would just stay healthy. That's just one of the big things he's had trouble with in his career is just staying healthy. Um, I'm assuming he'll take a little bit more of a DH role this next year, trying to keep him on uh, on the field. Um, there's even rumors that he's probably going to move to right field with Dalton Varsho coming up, uh, move, maybe move into center field. But, yeah, I got George Springer at number five. At number four, another guy who he could just stay healthy would be would probably be a little higher on this list. I got Byron Buxton. His his average is a little low at two twenty four, but he still posted twenty eight homers, fifty one ribbies, had an eight thirty three OPS, and he did this in about a hundred games. He he missed most of the season. It's it's insane what these two guys at the bottom of my list could be if they could just stay healthy. Um, I feel like I said, I think both of them are going to start taking a little bit more of a DH role to try to keep them on the field as long as possible. Cause when these guys are hitting there, there's hardly anybody better than these two guys. So I got Byron Buxton at number four. At number three, I got a, I got a rookie and he's playing in Atlanta. I got Michael Harris. This kid came up batted 297. 14 bombs, had 64 ribbies, posted an 853 OPS, and posted above five war as a rookie. The fact that y'all were able to move Acuna to right field and allow this kid to come up and just be an absolute stud of a center fielder, because this kid plays defense elite. He's hitting well. He could use a little more pop in the bat, but I mean, the kid flies. It's it's insane the fact that y'all had this kid waiting in the wings. So it, your your outfield stacked. It, mm-hmm. I see a bright future for this kid. Um, the only reason why he's number three is because the other rookie who's number two is Julio Rodriguez, and Julio absolutely balled out last year. The only reason why he's number two is because uh, number one's obvious. Julio Rodriguez batted 284, had 28 homers, 75 ribbies, also posted an 8.53 OPS, and posted an above six war as a rookie. These two rookies came up last year and absolutely put everybody on notice of how talented they are. And Julio Rodriguez is one of the most talented baseball players in the game today he has the potential to overtake the top spot i believe he he's fast plays elite defense hits for power hits for average i feel like he could he could he could be that guy in the next few years he's just gotta just gotta keep putting in the work stay healthy and just keep keep swinging the bat like he has been because everybody's chasing number one which is Mike Trout. I, I'm sorry. I and, and Until somebody does it, there's nobody better in the game right now. This man was injured for a good portion of last year and still posted these numbers. You ready? 283, 40 bombs. He hit 40 bombs and played 100, I think 120 games. 80 ribbies. Just under a thousand OPS at point nine nine nine, and posted a six WAR, and he was hurt most of the year, or, or for a good little portion of the year. He still posted forty bombs. Mike Trout is still the elite of elite. There's nobody better. I'm sorry, I don't care about sixty two homers. We'll talk about him later, but Mike Trout is the best center fielder as well as still probably the best player, position player in the game today. That is my top five. We're about to get a little controversial because I 
did not know that you did not have the 62 home run guy on your list because he has technically been kind of a center fielder there. He played more out. He played more right field games. Did he do that? Okay. Yep. He's, so for my list, I had him listed as center fielder. So, well, that's fine. That's fine. He played center field. So you, by all means, I, I put him in right field because he played more games in right field last year. That's fine. That's fine. I understand. So, just want to clear that up before I get to my top five, so no one thinks that I'm hating on anybody, but I just did it based on this because this is right now. So let's get to it. First of all, my honorable mentions are pretty much the same. I think we pretty much have the same honorable mention. I've picked Nemo, Reynolds, and Mullins. I'm pretty sure that was your three, if I'm correct. So Yes, sir. I think you're right on those three being honorable mention. Those guys can rank anywhere from six to eight, you know, in my list any right now as a time being. Um, a quick little one I like to mention, though, because it's somebody we're talking about didn't play that many games either last year. But I would like to mention Lewis Robert from the from the Chicago White Sox. Oh, uh, he, he definitely has the potential to be on yeah. these lists. He just, like I said, he just keeps getting in. He's like a lot of these center fielders, man, they just can't stay healthy. So I would like to mention him, just give him a shout out. Cause in 98 games last year, he still hit 284, had 12 home runs, you know, the OPS and on base percentage, you know, slugging was all down a little bit, but that's, you know, that could have balanced out if he played a lot more. So we'll hope he stays healthy this year and is able to give him a full year. Cause I think, I mean, if he can give him a full year, Lewis Robert could almost be a top five center fielder. We don't know. But we'll see how it goes. I, I'm with you 100% on that. I think Robert has the potential to definitely be a top five center fielder. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there since we kind of had the same honorable mention. So just threw that in there to get to talk about a different player. And uh, go ahead and throw Buxton in there too because Buxton did not make my top five. But I was, like you said, impressed with what he did in his minimum game. I said still able to put up 28 home runs and put up the power. I wanted to keep him out of my top five because of how little he played. But when he's on the field, he's one of the best center fielders in the game. And I just, I, I couldn't get myself to do it. You're right. Don't blame me there. But anyway, let's get to my top five. You ready for this? Yes, sir. Hit me with it. Starting off at number five. I was like you, I got George Springer. Um, I mean, 25 home runs, 267 average, still had an 814 OPS, barely got over that 800, but still got there. Um, like you said, I think George Springer will move to a DH row, like you said, a little bit more here as, as his career goes on. But, hey, he's still impressing. He's still hitting the ball hard. And if he can stay healthy and stay on the field, I mean, he's played 133 games. I don't want to say he was injured a lot last year, but still – I'd like to see him more up in that 145 up range, you know, playing almost every day and see what he can do. And if he moves to a DH row, I think that'll really help him out a lot. And I think his numbers, hitting numbers will rise. And that's just my opinion. Um, But that's what I got. Number five, number four right now, I have my boy, Michael Harris Um, hit 297. Like you said, come up great defensive player. Just, Just shocked, shocked me as a Braves fan. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I knew about Michael Harris, but when he come up, I didn't really think much about it. I was like, all right, he's, you know, going to be that defensive center fielder, you know, and he might hit a little bit, but his bat really shocked me, man. The power numbers, hitting 19 home runs, uh, batting 297, like you said, had an eight eight fifty three OPS. I mean, just the numbers, he, the power he's shown. He hit 27 doubles which is up there and he played a lot less game than the people, other people that hit 27 and 28 doubles, which was the most I'm, I believe when I was looking at the list. So for him to come up, like you said, and do that and make an impression like he did for the Braves, I'm pretty happy. Um, number three, moving on. Uh, I got Julio Rodriguez, uh, another rookie. So both rookies winning rookie of the year this year, the NL one from Harris and now AL for Rodriguez. Once again, played a few more games and a little bit more games than Harris did, 132. Hit 28 bombs, had a 284 average, had a 345 OB, OBP, a 509 slug, which come out to an 854 OPS, which when you say 850 or above, that's, you're feeling like you're doing pretty good. You're getting a lot out of him. He also hit 25 doubles, two less than Harris, but still another speedy center fielder. 
another guy that can swing the bat, another rookie that's impressing. And I think the Mariners are feeling pretty good about their center field spot. Now, this is where it gets controversial because I said top right now. Don't get me wrong. So I agree with you 100%. Uh, no, let me give you another reason why I've moved him to right field. Harrison Bader's with the Yankees now. That's fair. So I feel like I feel like it's a permanent move to right field this year. That's fair. And I will have that fixed next time, but I just have to go with my list now. <laughs> so what I had was I had Mike Trout number two. Not saying that I don't not saying that I don't think Mike Trout's still one of the best players in baseball. He, he's number one when he's healthy. He's in a whole nother league of his own, like you said. But I just had it sit for right now, and the way that way I was reading it, and I may have made a mistake, should have looked more into it than I did. But so no one hate on me. But like you said, Mike Trout still I think is in a lead of his own. Just the way I had it centered for right now, I had my list a little bit different. So I have him number two, and of course number one, which I'm sure you're going to talk about him in your in your right field rankings, which is fine. I got Aaron Judge. I mean. 62 home runs. I know he plays at Yankee Stadium, but to still hit 311 while doing that and just have a 425 OBP. Oh, oh, only the only outfielder on this list that had over a thousand OPS. Just, I mean, it's just, you just can't, you can't deny that Aaron Judge, I mean, you can say it's just Yankee Stadium, but I mean, I don't know if it is or not. Until I see him play somewhere else, I can't really make that comparison. And I can't really blame him because that's where he plays at. So i got to give him props for what he does. And right now, he's the top center fielder on my list. I apologize that we, we didn't confirm that what we were well, the positions there. Well, I think we had that same issue a little bit earlier when I put Ty France at first base, but we did figure out he did play more first base, so. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll see. I because I, I I did the same thing when I was going through my list. I put Aaron Judge at one because he had a better year than Mike Trout technically. But when I went back and looked at the numbers, he played right field just a tad bit more than center field. So I I don't think your 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 list not wrong. He played center field. He's definitely was a center fielder last year. But I I realized right at the right at the end when I was going through my list I was like Harrison Bader's in center field this next year. Judge is moving back to right field, so it, it's fine. I, like I said, he's he was still going to be up there on the list anyway, eventually. So, no, nah, it was a good list, man. Because I, I mean, I had the exact same list until I changed it, changed positions. So I apologize for that. I just didn't think about that myself. I just was going off what MLB dot com was showing me, and they had him listed as center fielder, and he was under the qualified player. So I had to. Go by that. So it's all good, man. I, it, it's still a good list. So uh-huh. let's let's go over it. So my top five, I had George Springer number five, Byron Buxton at number four. I got two rookies back to back, and Michael Harris at three, and Julio at two, and then I got Mike Trout number one. And I had um, Springer five, Harris four, Julio three, uh, Trout two, and one. Uh, a judge. So right. let's move on to right field. All right. You ready for my right field list, sir? Let's, 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 let's hear it, buddy. What you got? All right. So let's get these honorable mentions out the way. So my first honorable mention and new Mariner, I got Teoscar Hernandez. Oh, are you? Teoscar Hernandez in limited play because again, had a little trouble with injuries. Still still put up 25 bombs, posted an over 800 OPS. He's not he's not he's not gonna give you great defensive play out there sometimes, but he's one of the best power hitters in the game. And honestly, one of the most underrated power hitters in the game today. Uh Mariners definitely definitely got an upgrade going and getting Tay Oscar. I thought it was a great pickup by them. Definitely making strides to try to try to overtake the Astros. We'll see how it works for them. But I, I got Teo at a, as an honorable mention. Another honorable mention out of the ALS, I got Adolis Garcia. Since this guy has come up, he's posted 
over 25 bombs each year. He put up 27 this past year. Put a uh drove in a over a hundred ribbies. Had just under an eight hundred OPS. Felt like it was a little low. Still posted an almost four war out there in Texas. Um, he's a, he's an absolute menace, man, and he he loves to torture the Astros. I will tell you this: watching those games live, <laughs> he, he's definitely a he definitely loves to torture us. Um, he's I he's he's great player. Um. I just feel like he's just not up to the standards of the of the top five I got, but definitely, definitely some guy that you have to keep an eye on. He's definitely, definitely a run producer. So, my last honorable mention, and he's probably going to move to center field when he goes to Toronto. Is I got Dalton Varsho. Dalton Varsho put up twenty seven bombs, had an almost five WAR, and outfield's not even his primary position. He was a catcher. This guy has transitioned into one of the better outfielders and one of the better hitting outfielders in the game already. Um, He's still really early on Toronto. Definitely went a little younger and I still don't, I still don't think they shed any talent switching from Teoscar to Dalton Varsha. Uh, I think he's going to do outstanding things up there in Toronto uh, it's going to be a crazy year watching that uh, outfield <laughs> up in the up and up north. But yeah, I got Dalton Varsha as my last honorable mention. All right, let's go to the top five. At number five, I got another guy out of the AL West. I got Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward at one point last year was putting up trout numbers. It, and everybody was like, you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, and your best hitter at that point was Taylor Ward. He put up a 281 average, 23 bombs, 65 ribbies, had an over 800 OPS, which is, like I said, if you if you have an over 800 OPS, you're definitely producing. Almost out of four war, this this guy was outstanding last year. Um, at one point, it just felt like he was hitting homer after homer after homer. Uh, don't get me wrong. He finally came back down to earth. That's what baseball does to people. They get him to come back down to earth at some points. Even the greats have bad bad times. It's, it happens. That's, that's the game of baseball. That's why I love it so much. But Taylor Ward, I got in a number five because I feel like he just – I feel like he showed out to everybody that he, he is not – well, how do you say it? He won't be covered up by Shohei and Mike Trout. He can still prove that his name matters when it comes to the Angels. And if the Angels are going to get to a point where they're making playoffs and contending for the AL West, Taylor Ward is definitely going to be a part of that future. At number four, a lot of people might give me some hate of this, but I got Juan Soto. Soto... Transition went to San Diego last year. Um, didn't go as smoothly as everybody thought it would. He struggled for a little while. I think he's finally, it, I, he had been playing in Washington his whole career. He's still young. I think he's only like 23. So he's still got a whole future ahead of him. We'll see what San Diego does. For all I know, they'll spend money and freaking pick him up too and just start paying luxury taxes out the butt. But. He posted a 242 average with 27 homers. Still hit, still almost hit 30 homers. Um, over 800 OPS, a uh, little over five WAR. Um, still had a good year, but it wasn't a Juan Soto good year. You know what I'm saying? He definitely, definitely when he's when he's on, he's 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 one of the best there is in right field. Defensively, absolutely awful. I'm sorry. He, you, if you have Juan Soto, you're not looking to him for defense. It is strictly because this man produces at the plate above most people. So I got Soto at four. At number three, and who I think is going to have an amazing year with this whole no shift, I got my boy Kyle Tucker. Another ALS guy, man. ALS got some right fielders. He batted 257. Had 30 homers, drove in over a hundred runs, 
This guy leads in every expected category almost every year. Expected batting average, ex, uh, expected uh, on-base percentage. The shift has murdered this dude's numbers, and he still and like I said, he still posted thirty homers over hundred ribbies. He's still one of the best players on the best team currently. I'm sorry, we're the best team. We won a World Series. It is what it is. You have to deal with it. As of right now, the Astros are the best team, and he's one of the best hitters on that team. This, I feel like he's about to have an absolute insane year number-wise. I think his average skyrockets, his slugging, his OPS, everything skyrockets this year with the with the new shift rules. Um, I think he's definitely about to break out. Um, I I hope. I hope somehow, some way, the Astros find a way to extend this guy, to sign him to a contract, because I, I can't, I can't deal with seeing Kyle Tucker play somewhere else. Uh, he's definitely a future that we need to keep, and <laughs> I can get that, I can get into that a whole another time. But Dana Brown, you better figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, I got Mookie Betts. It's it's hard to deny how how outstanding Mookie Betts is out there in L.A. The guy keeps producing every year. Um, the only reason why he's not number one is because I switched positions with <laughs> with the guy who I have at number one. <laughs> uh, Mookie Mookie almost drove Mookie almost hit forty homers last year. Posted a near nine hundred OPS. Had a six point four WAR. This guy just went ballistic. He's one of the best defenders in the game. Um, there's even rumors that he actually might even move to second base, which, and from what I hear, he's still he's still elite defensively at second base. He's an all around athlete. Um, I, it sucks that he's a Dodger, but uh, Mookie Betts, it, it, he's that guy. I'm sorry. And the only reason why he's not number one is because I put Aaron Judge in right field. <laughs> Aaron Judge, 311, 62 homers, maybe with a little bit of help from some baseballs. We'll talk about that some other time. (laughs) Still drove 130 runs, posted a 1.111 OPS. Over an 1,100 OPS. That is absolutely bonkers, those numbers. That is crazy. He was one of two guys to post over 1,000 OPS. Uh. He posted an above 10 war. This guy had an insane season, a, a once-in-a-lifetime season. We'll see if he can do it again, but those numbers were ridiculous. And with those numbers, there's no way I couldn't put him at number one. So Aaron Judge is number one. Can't say I'm biased. I put a freaking Dodger and Yankee at number two and one. <laughs> and we know how much I love those two teams. So that's my top five. I feel like you're forgetting about someone, but we'll get to that. I think I know who you're talking about, but I'll, I'll let you get to him. All right. We're going to get to him. All right. Anyway, starting off with my honorable mentions, once again. Well, no, hold up. Not it. I don't mean I think I know who you're going to talk about. <laughs> I can't, I can't deny your honorable mention. I think once again they're great, and I have to agree with them a lot. Uh, another one though, I figure like I want to throw in there though, since you did talk about them or the other three already, is Anthony Santander. Oh, I mean, I got to throw it oh, in there. Yes, yes, I think thirty-three home runs Sa- still. I mean, he was killing oh, it for the Santander. I actually, he might be the guy. I forgot to be honest. Yeah, thirty-three home runs, man. I mean, a 240 average, everything else was low, but, I mean, still knocking in 33 home runs, being a great production out there for the outfield for Baltimore, who kind of come on last year, and we were thinking, oh, my God, is Baltimore is better than what we thought they were ever going to be. And, you know, kind of shook up the NL. I mean, I don't want to say they shook up the ALEs, but, I mean, they put it on and made everyone else feel a little, little pressure, I mean, I got to say. So, if – Maybe Santander can get going. Molins can get going again. I mean, we could be talking about the world's fighting. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think they're. I don't think they're a winning team still yet. But I mean, as far as being maybe taking some wins away from the other AL East teams and kind of making 
their life a little bit harder. I gotta say Baltimore. Uh, they're that. def they're definitely a uh, team trending upwards. All right. All right. Let me get my top five then, since we done talked about our few honorable mentions. So at me, I got number five. I've got um, <clears throat> sorry. I also have Taylor Ward. Um, I agreed on him. I thought Taylor Ward this year. Really, really though, Taylor Ward can play anywhere. You know, pretty much. I feel like he's one of those very utility players. But like I said, they got him listed at right field, so that's what I went with. I mean, twenty three home runs, uh, two eighty one average, an eight thirty three OPS, which is just insane. And I think he really, you know, filled in a lot when Trout was hurt, and he could help out, and he kind of kept the numbers up. Him and Otani, you know, doing what they do. So to have someone else step up when one of your star players is out, like Taylor Ward, I think, did this year and kind of gave some support to the Angels when they needed it uh, without one of their star players, I got I to gotta give you props on that. And right now I think he is in my top five. And let's see how much he improves this year and see if he can keep the consistency. Um, number four, I have Juan Soto as well. Yeah, he had a down year, and I agree with you on that. His average wasn't down, but come on, man. When you walk 135 times and you only strike out 96, you have a 401 OBP. He still had an 853 OPS, and you don't see many people have that with an average of 242. You know what I'm saying? So just amazing how he can still keep himself on base a lot. And you can say it may be the intimidation of the old Juan Soto shuffle or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) But he still, for some reason, walks more than he strikes out. And that's just crazy to me. I mean, those are insane numbers. So I still had to put him up there. Like you said, defensively, he isn't in the top five, nowhere near it. If we was going to base off defense. No offense, Juan, love you. But you're just not nowhere near defensively, like you said. But being able to still walk that many more times than you strike out, that's a huge, huge margin for me. And I, I love to see a high OBP. Number three, I've got Ronald Acuna. <laughs> That's right, my boy Acuna, who I think you, I don't know, maybe you got a good explanation for it, and I'm willing to hear you out. Uh, but he, I mean, he didn't play as well as he should have. He, you're right, he, he's coming on, off though. a terrible injury. I just want to see him. I don't feel like he was 100% healthy last year. I feel like he's still coming oh, all the way back. But once he's fully back, if he plays like he usually does, he'll definitely be my top five next year. But I've got him number three because I feel like he can, he's going to come back. He he just I don't I think Acuna is just one of those players that is a one in a lifetime generational talent. I'm not saying he's mock trout level, but I'm just saying he's he's up there and he's going to be that kid I think that's going to come back. He had his first real big injury. And I think it shook him up a little bit. You know, it took him completely out of a World Series run, which, you know, would have been helpful if we had him there. Could have been a little more of an easier World Series run, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Acuna getting hurt was a thing. I don't know. I'm not saying anything about that, but I just want to just want to remember that he's still, in my opinion, one of the best outfielders in the game when he's healthy. And I have to put him up there at number three. Okay. Number two, I got your boy Kyle Tucker. Okay, real quick. Hold on, hold on. Live update. Two-run double. Israel took the lead 3-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth over Nicaragua. Okay, all right, cool. Sorry. We got some live, live updates, updates baby. We, we're, we're doing it. We're hey. watching baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I believe it was, uh, I want to say it was Garrett Stubbs versus uh, Jonathan okay. Loisiga. Stubbs hit the double. Okay. All right. So some World Baseball Classic Live updates there. But anyway, back to who I was saying. Number two, I got your boy Kyle Tucker. And why I put Kyle Tucker ahead of Acuna? One, like you said, Kyle Tucker played a lot more games this year. He was healthy. Another reason why he got hit that 30 home run mark and that 100 RBI mark that I like to see a lot of people hit. And that's 107 is what he had. had barely got over 800 OPS at 808, but still, I had to put him number number two because, like I said, he played more games than Acuna. He hit the home runs. He produced. He was there. 
And he also gets number two because, like you said, we moved a player. We had a player in different positions, which means number one for me is Mookie Betts. So, you know, 142 games this year, had 40 doubles, 35 home runs, not many RBIs, a little low at 82, but still had a 873 OPS. He still, you know, produced. He's a good defender when he's out there. He makes some amazing plays. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody really talks about his defense as much as I think they do, but in my opinion, I don't feel like he's talked about defensively as much. And I've seen him make some crazy plays, robbing home runs. And, you know, he can also move in and play second base if you need him to. So that's always a good, um, good, uh, positional um, thing to have in your organization. So, but yeah, right now got to put Mookie Betts number one since I moved Aaron Judge as a center fielder. So that's my top five. Outstanding. It it it, it just goes to show the difference in thinking when it, I mean, we, we've been around this game for so long and we just have just the thought process and what we goes into each player. Um, everybody looks at something different. So good. All right, recap. My my top five. I got number five, Taylor Ward. Number four, Juan Soto. I got Kyle Tucker at three. Mookie at two. And then I got Aaron Judge at number one. And I have Ward five, Soto four, Acuna three, Tucker two, and Betts at one. All right. All right. We promised a triple dip. No honorable mentions for can't, this one. Can't say we don't give y'all anything. <laughs> we we decided to go ahead and do it. So since we left someone out of the left field conversation, we had to we had no choice, but we had to get up there. Well, there's it, so. these Let's five go. players that I have. I felt the only way they make a list, and honestly, they should be making some lists, is with a DH spot. So. All right, let's go right into the top five. No honorable mentions because so the reason why we didn't do any honorable mentions, I'll kind of get into this a little bit, is strictly because DH is kind of used as a like a DL spot, you know, or D. uh, Yeah. When somebody can't play the field because they're slightly injured, they're going to be used as a DH. So it's hard trying to rank DHs, but there are some guys who are practically full-time DHs at this point. So at number five, I got Giancarlo Stanton. Mm -hmm. Strikes out a lot. Doesn't hit for average. But man, he hits bombs. He hit over 30 last year, even while still being injured slightly. Drove in 78 runs. Uh, not now he's not up to the Stanton standards. You know what I'm saying? His OPS needs to be higher, but he's still a Rome producer out there in New York. Um, if they can keep him healthy for a full year, it's hard to say who uh, a better power duo than Judge and Stanton. So I got Stanton at number five. At number four, I got mm-hmm. the new Dodger, JD Martinez. Okay. JD had a down year, only 16 bombs. I don't know if it's going to raise because Dodger is definitely not a hitter's friendly part uh, when it comes to bombs, at least. Uh, he batted 274 still, had 16 homers, almost an 800 OPS. Um, definitely, definitely a down year compared to years past when he was with Boston. But uh, like I said, I, I think in a full time DH role, we'll see how he does this year. Uh, New team, maybe maybe it brings brings them back to the to the standards he he usually doles out. So now my top three, I think, are the elite of this position. At number three, I got Shohei Otani. When he's not pitching, he's DH and and he's still one of the better hitters in the game. Two seventy three average. 34 bombs, almost 100 ribbies, and 875 OPS. This, he's, he's, he's the guy, man. Just the all around talent of this, of this kid, of this, of this dude. Freaking one of the best pitchers in the game, one of the best hitters in the game. It's, it's, I put Shoei at three. And that's because number two just had 
a crazy end to his year last year, I put Bryce Harper. I know you hate him. The guy still hits. Um, I think he's finally, I think they're finally going to put him into a full DH role. Uh, he's being paid too much money to be sitting on, uh, DLs for, in, for injuries. So I think he's about to switch into a full DH role. They got guys who can play the outfield out there in Philly. He batted 286, had almost 20 bombs in the regular season, uh, still posted almost 900 OPS. And the, the guy absolutely torched the postseason until the World Series. And even in the World Series, he still posted great numbers. Um, he hit one of the biggest home runs for Philadelphia this year against San Diego to put them into the World Series. Um, I think a full year at DH, this guy's just going to show out and show you the the MVP type seasons that he's had in the past, hitting wise. But the reason he's number two is because nobody can match number one, and that's Jordan Alvarez outside out there in Houston. Air Jordan batted 306, 37 bombs, 97 ribbies, had an over a thousand OPS, and hit. Two of the most gigantic homers in postseason history for the Astros. Both against a lefty. This guy hits for average, has crazy pop, has an amazing eye. He actually plays an underrated defense, but we're talking about a DH, and all you care about with your DH is hitting, and Jordan is the best DH in the game, period. That's my top five. Oh, I like it. I like it. All right, moving on to mine. Like you said, when it comes to the DH position, I throw all my normal things out the window. DH is not meant most of the time for hit for average, but if you can hand hit for average, that's a bonus for me. And you'll kind of see how I do that. Real quick, real quick. Last update Israel has won three to one. Nicaragua has gone to 0-2, and yeah. Israel has won their first game of the WBC this year. Good for Israel. Good for Israel. So Good to hear that. All right. Start at number five for me. I've got Giancarlo Stanton. Um, like you said, 31 home runs, 78 RBIs. Like I said, I throw average, all that out the window. You know, I only played 110 games. We'll like to see him play a little more this year. And maybe he, if he plays more, he's going to definitely be up there in the 40s. I feel like home run-wise, maybe higher. I don't know. I don't want to say they're going to have 250-plus home runs as him and Judge. It is very likely. It is very likely. So Stanton, you know, when he's when he's up the bat, he's a scary at bat because he can change the game with one swing. And that's why I'm game number five. Number four, I cannot believe I'm saying this. <laughs> But I had no other choice. And I'll one day we're gonna have an episode on my uh, on this for you guys. So you, so I can just explain my reasoning. Because I feel like if I can explain my reasoning for my dislike of this person, you'll understand a little bit more. It's never had anything to do with this game. But Bryce Harper like I said, I'll get into it later. But I'll put him at number four. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead but like I said, I've never had anything against his performance on the field. It's more of his personality and attitude that I just kind of don't like. But, but like I said, if we have time, we'll get into that another day. But you know what? When it comes to this and being a baseball fan, I have to sit down and realize you can't deny when he's healthy. And like you said, moving to full DH, he's a scary hitter. I mean, he's MVP type scary hitter. You know what I mean? So can't de- can't deny that. You know, no matter what I think of the guy, person personally wise with his attitude, but got to put him up there. I mean, did I try to find someone else to throw in there? Maybe, but <laughs> I just couldn't deny it. So uh, put him at number four. But number three for me is JD Martinez. You know, the newly Dodger, and you know, two seventy four average last year, only sixteen home runs. You know, a lot to see his home runs go up, but he's getting older. His pop's kind of lowering a little bit, but. Like I said, if you can hit for average as a DH for me, I feel like you're doing really well. And like I said, that's an extra bonus for me. So I put JD up there, and I think 
going to LA, that gives them another just bat in that lineup. I mean, basically, I feel like when I was thinking about it the other day that Boston and, and LA just traded DHs because you got Justin Turner that came over from Boston and still have a great year, you know, DHing for him if they need him. Because I don't think he's going to get much time at third, maybe first. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I feel like, he, you know, J.D. coming over to L.A. and him going over to Boston, I feel like they're both going to be okay. You know what I mean? So uh, that's why I got J.D. number two, number three. Number two, I've got Shohei Otani. I mean, what can you say? <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's ridiculous, man. No one should be able to pitch as good as he can and also hit as good as he can. It, it shouldn't be possible, but like, I mean, it just—he's just a freak athlete, and it's just—it's scary to think about how good he can be on both sides of the both sides of baseball, pitching and hitting. He's getting you out, and he's also knocking off bombs off of you. I, I mean, there's nothing more just amazing than that. And like I said, you can compare him to Babe Ruth. You know, that's a fair comparison. But I mean, it's just—it's just insane. You don't hardly see that anymore. We never thought we'd ever see it again. And here comes Otani just doing outstanding things. And I hope it inspires more players to try to work on both. I'd love to see some more pitchers out here that we know can swing the It's absolutely entertaining watching this guy play. Exactly. I would love to see a pitcher go out there, strike out the side one in, and come up his next in at bat and hit a three-run bomb. I mean, that's just nuts you don't hardly ever see that and now we're seeing it with otani it's just it's entertaining it's amazing to play uh, another thing surprised me had 30 doubles six triples so he's got speed too for a pitcher i mean it's just it's just outrageous but you can't deny number one when you have obp like he did the average he did the ops the slugging 37 bombs missed the 100 rbis by just three but still Jordan Alvarez, you guys have just got a stud of a player out there. And he's here for six I mean, years, six more years. He's just, <laughs> he's just insane. He's a stud. When we played y'all in the playoff World Series like, uh, in 2021, I was scared every time. I was like, oh, man, that he can just – he can beat us single-handedly. You know what I mean? I mean, that's crazy to think about a player that can beat you single-handedly. And that's what I was he did to so the Mariners. Nervous. You know, exactly. I mean, he's just, I mean, somebody for him, you see that big old boy, you're like, oh, man, yeah, he's a 40-plus homer. But you wouldn't think he walked as much as he did. The average just blows my mind. He tried to steal two bases this year. He got one. (laughs) (laughs) I like to see that, too. I mean, he got caught the second time. I don't know how it worked out, but one one for two, baby, ain't bad for the big boy. So, but yeah, that's my that's my top five. Yeah, enjoy it, right man. There. That's good. We're done with the list. The lists are over. Not not forever. The we'll lists do more over lists the, of other shit. We'll do more lists. Yeah. Next time you hear from us, next episode we'll, we'll, we'll be. We'll think of something. I I think. Uh, but we still got what? How many more weeks? It'll be opening day. No, it'll be open. No, do we? We got two more weeks. Yeah, we got yeah. two weeks till opening day. Yeah, because yeah, because today's today. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we got two more weeks. Wow, we. I thought I had it planned we'll, out. We'll talk. We'll, Maybe I messed guys, up. Guys, we got we got some stuff in store for everybody. We we got some stuff brewing. So right. we definitely got some ideas. But yeah. man, it was a good list, man. I enjoyed I enjoyed doing these lists to start out the year, man. It's 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 cool. It's cool doing these yeah. lists, looking at stats, trying to figure out who's the best player at each position. Right. And as we said, this is right now. This isn't overall what we think. If it was overall, our list would hey, probably be completely you never know. We might do different. that list in the future. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Definitely. All righty. Well, I got a... All right. Let's, uh, I got something well, you for got you. Something so, for me? to end today, right. to end today I'm going to ask you five <laughs> questions. Baseball slash life-related, right. okay? Baseball slash life-related. All right. All right. I want to know. Is there it's a, just five questions, man. You answer okay. them how. No, so it's, no right it's, it's just answer. asking so about okay. you. Okay. okay, you know, what I'm saying we gotta gotta give the people gotta let, give the people more knowledge about us a little bit. Well, I just want to go ahead and warn the people that I have slept since most recent <laughs> events. So. 
I don't remember something clearly. All right, my oh. first question for you is, do you remember the first game you ever attended, and what was your favorite moment of the first game you ever attended live? And that's one thing I figured you were going to ask me, and I can 100% tell you right now, I don't okay, remember my first game. The last game you remember, or the most memorable game. Let's go there. Most memorable game I remember going Life. to is probably in 2011. It was the last time I got to see Chipper Jones play. And we were in the a 0-0 game with the Mets. It was the bottom of the eighth. And Jason Hayward was on second. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting in the outfield. Chipper come up to bat, bottom of the eight, zero zero game, Hayward on second. Hits a double into the gap. It's coming towards me. I'm like on the very back final roll of like of uh, of the outfield there and left right this center. Was, this was Turner Field, right? And I just remember Yes, this was Turner Field still. I remember that ball coming. I'm thinking, he's about to hit a home run in my direction. And it just lands right at the wall. It hits off the wall for an RBI double. And the Braves go on to win just one nothing. So that being my last time I got to see my favorite player of all time, Chipper Jones, play. I never got to go to any of his last year in 2012. But that being a good moment to remember. I even still have the ticket from that game, by the way. I'll have to uh, you got to hold on to the tickets. You, you never know what's going to happen at these games. That that was just a memorable moment for me because I did not know at the time that was going to be the last time I got to see my favorite player play. And for him to get the game winning double in the RBI, just a special moment for, you know, a kid like I was back in the day, I was two years from graduating high school. So I was 16 years old and it was just the, and I was there with my dad and my uncle. So it was a great moment to remember. And I also remember after concert, the sticks (laughs) played. I don't know why I still remember the concert after they had a free concert of sticks. So any sticks fans out there, I remember that too. <laughs> All right, dude, that's, that's, that's a cool little story, man. That's, it's, that's cool that you got to see that live. I mean, I just, any, any time, every live sporting event, man, I just, everybody's got to experience it, man. It's, it's an, it's an amazing thing, especially baseball. Baseball is fun to watch live. Um, all right, that leads in my next question. You've attended baseball games. Let's uh what is your mm-hmm. go-to concession stand item when it comes to a baseball game? A lot of people are going to say the hot dog. Got to go for the dogs. But me, two biggest things I go for at a baseball game if I can find it. Okay. Peanuts. And funnel oh, cakes. Yeah. No, peanuts are wild because I feel like I don't, I don't think I've ever attended a baseball game and not had peanuts. And me neither. I have attended games, and I will tell you, I have attended games. Hot dog is not my number one oh, item man, in a box. Funnel I'm cakes sorry. are solid. We're, funnel cakes are solid. We're two fat boys, man. Got it, got it. Food is, uh, food is amazing. <laughs> I'm not a. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hate on the hot dog. I know it's a traditional thing, but it's just like it's something I make at home. That's just how I feel <laughs> no about problem, it. No problem. You know? Hey, this is you. We're we're trying. <laughs> we're, we're finding out about you, man. We're learning about Brandon. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, peanuts and funnel cakes. If you got those, any I'm beverage. <laughs> uh, oh, just a old school. Pepper. I love it. I don't love drink. it. Dr Pepper though. Dr Pepper's top top tier. Yeah. That's a top tier soda right there. All right. Okay. That's I like it, man. Good shit. Okay. Now I got a qu- another question for you. You've been to two different stadiums in Atlanta. Which one's your favorite? Turner yeah. Field or what is it now? Suntra or Truist? It's Truist, yeah. Truist. <sighs> Turner oh. Field still. It's still Old dear school. to my heart. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's still dear to my heart. I saw plenty of moments at Turner Field. I didn't get to tell you my second favorite moment, uh, and I'll tell it real quick. We were in a game with the Nationals um, back in the day. Uh, I don't remember when it was. I think it was the last year of Turner Field, so 2016. I got to go to one of the you know last games. Um, we were playing the Nationals. It was a Sunday game. I was with a couple of my buddies. We had a rain delay. So a lot of people left. It was like an hour or two lane delay, and a lot of people left. So 
we we went back down and a lot of people have left the stadium. There's not many people left. So we, we snuck on down to closer seats, you know, nobody said anything. And I remember this one too. Jace Peterson's coming up. It's a tie ball game in the bottom of the, I want to say the ninth or the 10th. I can't remember. We might've went to extras, but I just remember Jace Peterson coming up and hitting a walk off home run and get to watch Bryce Harper when he was with the nationals, have to watch it go over the fence. Made me so happy. Because he hit it to right field. <laughs> you and your, you and your hatred, <laughs> and just just watching Bryce Harper have to watch that heartbreaker go over over his head just made me feel. I so knew good, I knew so. you're gonna tie in your Bryce Harper hatred into one of these. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's we got. A, I got a couple more questions. You ready? What is your go-to breakfast meal? I just I was, I've been thinking about breakfast the past few days, and I love Ooh. me a good breakfast meal. But what is your go-to breakfast meal? It could be it could be a location. It could just be the the food that the food that needs to be in front of you. What is it? I'm a I'm a big Ooh, Waffle okay. House guy. Okay. Waffle House. I like to go to Waffle House. Give me an order of a biscuit oh, and gravy and a waffle. A good that's, biscuit that's and gravy. Good. Oh, you de- we we definitely. Yeah, we definitely some southern after. boys, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then besides that, I, I'm a big chicken fan. I think chicken oh, biscuits are yes, amazing. yes. And then my number two biscuit would be steak. What a steak biscuit! So there you go. Nice, nice steak okay. biscuit. Yeah. All right. Last question: If you could drive any car in the world, what car would you want to drive? 1969 Damn, Dodge Charger. To the, to the year. <laughs> you want to know why? This is totally Go off ahead. of baseball relation. Ah. The Dukes of Hazard. The General Lee is a 1969 Dodge Charger. And I want one. And I want to paint it just like the General It's my dream car to have. I'm not a big car guy. But if I could ever get a 1969 Dodge Charger and have it painted just directly like the General Lee, I'd go all out. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. Well... <laughs> These dude, this podcast, man, it's been fun. We're five episodes in. It's it's going crazy. Uh, I'm glad you. I'm glad. Did you enjoy the questions? Yeah. This is the last second thing. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Well, next week, next week <laughs> we'll learn about RC. Then you got a whole week. Think of some questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got a whole week. All to right, think of some man. Questions. Well, it was fun, brother. Even even with all, all right. the even with all Man, the computer issues it. I had this weekend, <laughs> we fought through it. And exactly, it. that's all that matters. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll yes, see you sir. in the next episode. See y'all.